John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. Summer edition. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Solitary summer edition. (laughs) Listeners, we promise you there's going to be two episodes a month from now on. We've been extremely busy. Yeah. I hope you didn't miss miss us. The the disappointing thing for us, John, is that nobody even noticed. No. Well, I did have have a friend asking me when we were doing the new one. Oh, good. Yeah, but then he invited me to his house. Well, he invited me to his house for two days, which stopped me from being able to record it. So he he got a live version. (laughs) Oh, but hang on. That was minus minus 50% of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. is your friend is is that a critique of my my role in the podcast is actually not necessary? I think he's angling for your job. Um, <laughs> but then I, then I explained to him how much of this you do, uh, and he realised, yeah, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> oh, it sounds a little bit too much like hard work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he might. Well, he might get in contact with you and try and replace him me because yeah, well, that's my side yeah. of the deal. Do you know what? If he was available uh, more than you were, then perhaps <laughs> he would uh, get a position. Yeah. <laughs> Dear listeners, John has been uh, camping. He's been off at birthday parties. He's been doing all sorts. So I, yeah. I don't want to grass anyone up. And I know, you know, snitches get stitches. But <laughs> <laughs> but what I haven't been on is a holiday. So I did actually. Well, actually, I went not last weekend, the weekend before. I woke up in the morning and I was just pissed off. So I just decided to go and book one night at the seaside. So I took me and Emma to the seaside for a night, which was really nice. Apart from the fact there was no sea. <laughs> Are you sure you went to the seaside? I'd honestly say it was a two kilometre walk to the shoreline. So the beach starts where the beach starts. And, you know, they've got ice cream vans and rides and loads of people playing on the beach. And then you keep walking... And Emma's got a swimming costume on. You keep walking, and it's you know ankle deep. And uh, eventually, I'm like, so I took a picture of her using panorama on the camera, and it just looks like we're in the Sahara Desert. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so the tide had gone so far out that you just you could never get your knees wet. No, eventually we got to it, and you know, it still it was just yeah, not very deep. Lytham St Anne's is quite a um, nice. English seaside place as opposed to Blackpool which is more sort of stag do's hen do's scum Lytham St Anne's is a bit more sort of family orientated but we saw this kid who was he looked about 10 or 11 and he had a full sleeve tattoo like a real tattoo (laughs) his entire arm was just full and he was there with his mum and dad and his mum had like another little baby and I was just thinking like that's not right is it like are you sure it wasn't a no, no, it wasn't a transfer. Definitely not. We saw it in the day after. I never went... I was going to say midget. I was going to say midget. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't a midget. It's a, it a little 
boy with sort of blonde hair and what, just what a, was what was the tattoo like it was a sleeve but was it like he had like a skull he had like i don't know just loads <laughs> of stuff on there tasty yeah it was just it was yeah bizarre i'm like surely you can't go to school like that <laughs> so but but you had a nice time at the seaside yeah well even though you weren't next to the sea but yeah i was gonna say it's more 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 side than sea <laughs> how about for you what have you been doing it's rock and roll I haven't had a I haven't had a holiday either, but I did I, did, I had a couple of days off work uh, just because I had paid holidays kind of roll you know mounting up, and I uh, this is what happens when you become middle aged, isn't it? You're still thirty nine. I know thirty nine, and don't you ever forget it. There's your birthday <laughs> next week. You're not middle aged yet, Jesus. <laughs> By the time this comes out, though, I will be. That's the that's the shame. Well, I think I thought forties was the new thirties. 50s is the new 40s. I thought 50s is middle-aged. Okay, all right, I'll take it, I'll take it. I'm still, I've been saying to my wife all week, you've, uh, I got I got out of the shower last night and, and she was brushing one of the kids' teeth in the bathroom and I said, take, I was naked. I said, take a look at this body because it's the last time that you might see the body of a man naked in his 30s. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was completely not bothered at all <laughs> well you've got two sons haven't you and the way the global economy's going they're probably going to be living with you for yeah, the rest of yeah, their lives true. so there's I a good chance you'll see a couple not. of couple of cocks in their 30s <laughs> <laughs> my mum sees a cock in her 40s all the time <laughs> what as in <laughs> me just yeah. me living in her house oh right not your literal penis though no no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so yeah on my day off so this is what happens when you become well middle-aged or pre-middle-aged I, I had to get the tires changed on my car i went uh, uh a mechanic guy pointed out that one of my tires was bald i've got the mot the they say shaken in japan coming up so i had to get i thought i'll get them done before that because those places always charge you more so i went to the place that changes your tires and I don't know anything about cars. And it's just as soon as I walked in, it's like, I'm going to get completely ripped off here, aren't I? <laughs> do you have, can you just buy one tyre or do you have to buy four? Do you have to buy a set? Well, you see, exactly. <laughs> this is exactly the thing. So the guy pointed out to me that one of my tyres was bald. And I went there and I said, I want to change that tyre. And then the guy went around the car and he you know, he did the, old, the classic... Ooh. Ooh, yeah. He goes, oh, no, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna have to change all four of those tires. And then he then he said like he was like, when did you last change your the tires? I was like, oh, I don't know. It, it could have been last year. Could have been five years ago. I just right. I'm just not that interested in that sort of thing. So he said you're gonna have to change all of them. So that's like, am I being ripped off? Point one, you know. Yeah. I mean, what do you do there? I mean, do you take their word for it or? Well, I've got. A- very trustworthy mechanic who I use who because in England I think you could just change one if you need to you don't need to do all four I think you get a discount if you do all four when I had a puncture before I changed just one but I said to the guy I've got this I've got the MOT coming up like the roadworthiness test coming up soon so will the other tyres pass it he was like no way right and and Annie I mean actually I do believe him in some ways because when he took off the tyres after he showed me one of them and it was it wasn't the one the guy had pointed out, and it was pretty right. 
bad looking, possibly dangerous. <laughs> but when I walked into the shop, the guy, the guy, as we were walking to the counter, the guy said to me, "Oh, you know, it's going to change your tires. Do you have any uh, tire preferences?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know anything about tires, so the round here we ones, go. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> the ones that fit the car." And then we sat down. And he showed me this. He goes, "He goes right. You're going to be set A. So we're going to do your four tires. And I chose the cheapest ones that are on offer, which probably weren't the cheapest ones, but the cheapest ones he showed me." And then he goes, right, and also included in the price of your tyres is the changing of the tyres. thought, well, I kind of expected that to be included (laughs) in the price. And then two more, like, ridiculous things that were included in the price was... One was that we're going to throw away your old tyres. (laughs) Oh, right. So it's like, yeah, what... I've never seen people taking their tyres with them afterwards. And the other one was that we're going to put air in your tyres. That was included (laughs) in the cost. Did they charge you for the air? (laughs) They tried to, get this, they tried to sell me special air. Oh, right. What's special about special air? Helium. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, light as a feather. No, it means like this special air you reckon didn't leak out of your tires quickly. It's like <laughs> we got some wet water here as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I but I managed to uh, I managed to cancel the special air. I just went with regular air, so I saved myself. <laughs> I don't know. It was about three thousand yen or something, so twenty quid maybe. <laughs> So I went off for a bit of shopping and came back. And then he came out halfway through and he said, oh, can I just show you something? I said, yeah. And I went back into like the garage area and he showed me, turned on my headlights and they were like a little bit foggy. And he went, oh, your headlights are a bit foggy. I was like, all right. He goes, yeah, I can sort that out for you for like 25 quid. I was like, oh, (laughs) right. I mean, do I, and I said, like, do I need it? I mean, do I need it? And he's like, well, it's dangerous if you don't get it done. And I like, stood there with my son. You know, like, <laughs> fucking. How old are you, kid? <laughs> yeah. yeah. When's your birthday? Exactly. You might not see it if your dad has yeah. his... <laughs> <laughs> If your tight old man doesn't fucking cough up. And I said, does it need it to get through the MOT thing? And he was like, oh, no, you probably don't need it for the MOT, but for safety, you should have it. I was like, all oh, right. Oh. Okay, maybe I should get it. And he went, oh, if you get it, it's going to take like an extra half an hour. And I was like, fucking loophole. Nah, I haven't got yep. time. Sorry, mate. Out of here. Yep. Got a doctor's appointment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So I've got new tyres on my car. I've got the MOT next week. I'll probably find out that my car is not roadworthy in any way, shape or form. And I'll just have four <laughs> brand new tyres. <laughs> Does... Um- does the garage who does the MOT not do the tyres? Or... Yeah, but the, the the garage that does the MOT is like, I've got a Toyota. It's an official Toyota garage. So their tire, oh, they right. have the same tyres, but it's like a premium. So Right, yeah. They've got super special air. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> engineered. Specially engineered air. <laughs> All right. So what's on, uh, what's on today's show? Well, uh, we have a... Summer holiday special. We have the return of uh, an old segment we did a long, long time ago. We have some musical comedy with Ruben VM. He's back. And we have a whole lot more. But first, this. This is JNSNJ News. All right, and now it's time for the news section of the show. So, Sam, what have you got for us? 
Um, I think on this uh, on this podcast, often we go through. Uh, people with excuses or trying to get out of things. I think it's one of a, like a theme. So if you were due to go to jail, how would you try and get out of it? Um, well, I can remember, what's that film? Uh, there's a kind of crime film where the, there's a, a lawyer talking about how one of his clients smeared a load of peanut butter down the back of his pants and then as the judge was talking to him he kind of pulled his hand out and started licking his fingers and the judge went you're obviously mental right send him to a mental asylum instead so i reckon that'd be quite a good way of doing it yeah that you're still getting locked up but probably in a slightly less intimidating place although i don't know i don't know well after 60 days you just uh you know prove that you're mentally sound and then you you're free (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I couldn't be arsed going on the run, to be honest. England's too small. I don't want to live... Like, if I lived in America or Australia, I'd consider going on the run. Because there's lots of places you can hide. Yeah. Oh, I suppose at the moment, I'd just say I'm a woman and get sent to a woman's prison. (laughs) Getting getting controversial on John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. Well, I've got... I've started to get the boobs for it, so I just... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. So how would you how would you dodge going to prison? Turn super grass. <laughs> Just grass up everybody else. We've already ascertained that snitches get stitches, so you've got yeah. to be very careful. <laughs> yeah. Um, it says uh from the New York Post, NewYorkPost.com, it says Long Island car thief fakes death to avoid jail. But but as you can see, it's been reported, so he didn't quite get away with it. <laughs> right. How do you think they how do you think they rumbled him? So did he well, how did he pretend to kill himself? Did he leave a note next to a bridge or something? Or did he set fire to a car? How does it tell you how he how he faked it? So hang on a sec. I'm trying to find a part of the story that doesn't give away the answer. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, I oh, know, here we are. So, do you- so, okay, let me give you some information. It says last year on October 22nd, uh, Mr. Berger was supposed to be sentenced uh, to up to one year in jail for stealing a Lexus and a pickup truck in two unrelated felony cases. Uh, his lawyer informed the court at this hearing that Berger had died. Attorney Mayor Moser later presented a New Jersey death certificate indicating that Berger had died of suicide by suffocation. Uh, the document had been given to him by Berger's fiance, officials said. So that <laughs> right. that is how the attorney explained uh, Mr. Berger's death. I mean, surely the attorney would sort of suspect something was up, wouldn't he? Mm. If, you, if the criminal's girlfriend turned up and went, oh, look, here's a... Here's a death certificate. He killed himself. Surely you'd want to check a little, do a bit of a background check before standing in front of a judge. <laughs> I mean, this guy doesn't sound like he's very, uh, I don't know, good at his job. I would <laughs> I'm say. I'm not sure. Unless he's the, in on it. Well, yeah, the article doesn't really indicate whether he was in on it or not. I'm assuming he wasn't. How? So the attorneys submitted the documents. How do you think they've worked out that he is he is not dead. So, well, he's they just followed his girlfriend and found him at home. Well, uh, that would be definitely uh, one way. Or did they did the uh, social media did they tweet at him or something and he replied on Facebook or whatever? 
It's even worse than that, actually, I think. It says, A Long Island car thief tried to fake his own death to avoid jail, but a glaring typo on the bogus death certificate exposed the fraud. They <laughs> say he isn't dead. <laughs> Did not commit suicide. <laughs> yeah. Says Robert Berger, 25, of Huntington, was arraigned Tuesday by video on charges of offering a false instrument for filing, for which he may- faces a maximum of four years. Uh, at that time, he pleaded not guilty. So he was only going to jail for one year, but because he's tried to get out of it, he's now potentially going to go there for four or maybe five if they add on the the, the theft charges. Oh. <laughs> Typos and formatting errors gave up what we allege is a forged death certificate that this defendant used to avoid accountability for other crimes, says the district attorney. Submitting fake documents to a prosecutor is always a bad idea, and while he'd have been caught regardless, failure to use spell check made this alleged fraud especially glaring. So what typos did they put? Does it tell you? (laughs) Yeah, it says, uh, uh, the attorney submitted the documents, but prosecutors immediately noticed that registry was misspelled. Now, I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you want to have a go at spelling registry? R-E-G-I-S-T-R-Y. Oh, you see, if you, if it wasn't Mr. Burger, if it was Mr. McBride, you would be drinking a pina colada on a, <laughs> on, on a, but not, I wouldn't call it a beach. It'd be like some bit of sand two miles from the, from the <laughs> <Yeah>. ocean. <laughs> In a desert. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he spelt registry R-E-G-S-R-Y. I T R Y, so red uh. red citry, and uh, the font type and size were inconsistent. Uh, the document was also submitted to the Suffolk County's Attorney's Office, where Berger had another pending case. Moza, uh, uh, so ah, this is their lawyer. So the lawyer uh, says he was completely uninvolved. Moser later told the court that Berger had engaged in a conspiracy and tried to use his law firm to further it. He dropped the fraudster as a client. That lawyer. So, so the lawyer didn't read the uh, thing. Then it sounds to me like the lawyer's lawyer's involved. You think he's trying to get away with it? Yeah, I think the lawyer possibly said we'll try and see if we can pull a fast one. Allegedly, I mean, Carl, we need to. I don't. Neither of us are lawyers, but I don't want to be sued. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just like just like the last episode where the FBI don't listen to this, I'm pretty sure <laughs> New York lawyers don't listen to this either. So I'm pretty sure we'll be safe. You never know who's loving John and Sam in Japan. They sued me. All they get is a PlayStation Four and a guitar. <laughs> Damn, well, you need That's to. All uh, I've got. You need to uh, probably give them that guitar. How's that going, yeah. by the way? Oh yeah, with well, I think uh, you know having Ruben VM on today is going to inspire me. <laughs> a bit of motivation. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> getting back to the story. Moser, the lawyer, said, I worked very hard to get him a good plea deal and he really screwed everything up by doing what he did and taking advantage of everybody that co- cooperated to help him, including myself. Oh. Authorities said Berger fled to Pennsylvania and investigators soon located him at the George W. Hill Correctional Facility where he was being held on charges that included providing false identity to law enforcement. Wow. So, so he was he was under arrest somewhere else for providing... God, you'd think if you're on the run, you just keep quiet, <laughs> wouldn't you? You're just not... 
not provide false documents to the law enforcement so, officers. He's uh, claiming he was dead, but literally in jail somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> he was extradited to Nassau County and is being held without bail. The article finishes with a comment from his lawyer. If you were his lawyer at this point and you were going to make a comment about Mr. Berger, what would you, what would your, what would your comment be? I don't know. He's an idiot, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think that this probably shows the level of etiquette between you and Mr. Moser, the lawyer, because Mr. Moser said basically the same, but more politely. Moser says he really needs to work on himself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. I bet when uh, the police finally caught up with uh, Berger, I bet they gave him a right grilling. <laughs> Well, with a name like that, it's inevitable that he would be telling whoppers. (laughs) (laughs) That was J&SNJ News. This is J&SNJ Weather. Here in Japan, it is f***ing hot. On June the 12th, 2020... John McBride pledged to make a jingle for this very podcast using only his guitar playing skills. The deadline for this jingle is December 2020 and the world waits with anticipation. It's the jingle countdown. Four months to go. All right, and now it's time for some musical comedy with a long-time collaborator and friend of the show, Ruben VM. This was uh, recorded live. It's a song about Tokyo 2020 Olympics, which unfortunately was cancelled. Yeah, you've got to feel <laughs> sorry for, uh, for those guys. The musical comedians <laughs> of the world. They've all been writing songs. They're writing their songs about the Olympic. <laughs> they're the. They're the... I, did, am I going to get to blame my uh, my musical comedy failings on COVID nineteen? <laughs> no, because you're. It's the opposite for you. You've actually had more time to to get your fingering going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, anyway, here's Ruben with Tokyo twenty twenty. Japan has four seasons, autumn leaves and cherry blossoms, but the Olympics are in the middle of summer, and every ten minutes you'll need a shower. The trains are so convenient, even if they're full, they push you in, and remember that it's the middle of summer, the trains feel like a f***ing sauna. Food is so delicious It's world heritage And the favorite food for foreigners Is teriyaki McBurgers Tokyo 2020 99% humidity Tokyo 2020 You'll sweat more than the Olympic athletes Cuisine is so unique. Try all of the local specialties like osembe, osembe, uncle, osembe, 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 uncle, osembe. 
trains are so efficient they run on time to the minute get to your destination for a reasonable cost but look at the map you will get lost come to the fish market and see lots of fish and stupid tourists we have every kind of fish that you can think except for whale wink wink Tokyo 2020 Research wheels with me. Tokyo 2020. The mascots are so kawaii. Tokyo, so many things to do. For example, see a temple, a temple, a temple, Disneyland, a temple, a shrine looks like a temple, another fucking temple. Japan is so hospitable, maybe you want to make Japan your permanent home. But first we need to waste your time, go to immigration and wait in line. You're in the wrong line. Tokyo 2020, please save the economy. Tokyo 2020, come to Japan temporarily. Everybody around the world, let's join hands and go for gold, yeah. Tokyo 2020, just a little bit of bribery. Tokyo 2020, Japanese hospitality. Thank you very much. See you at the opening ceremony. This is J and S in J weather. And the weather here in England is raining. That was J and S in J weather. Sammy O.T. Two Prince took a shit over a cup of tea Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet please But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen Could someone answer the burning question? Okay, and now it's time for this episode's burning question Which was, what's the strangest or weirdest thing you've ever seen while on a walk? So Sam, who's been in touch? Uh, yeah, Mike Staffer got in touch on Facebook He's from the Pirates of Tokyo Bay The uh, improv comedy group Definitely worth checking out uh, he replied and said, uh, technically, uh, it's not me out walking, but this was right below your post. And then the post we put on Facebook, below the picture he's put is a woman walking through a path uh, surrounded by crocodiles. So, <laughs> and it, yeah, that would be a weird thing to encounter if you were out walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Facebook's algorithms, uh, I think you're doing a good job there. <laughs> yeah. Claire in, uh, from England got uh, in touch on via Twitter and she said uh, in Manchester one day she saw a kidnapping. Oh, right. But it turned out to be, it turned out to be filming for a TV show. Oh, wow. Uh, which she, did, she didn't realise at the time. She just saw somebody being bundled into a car <laughs> um, and, and then noticed that there was a cameraman high, like, high up. So, uh, yeah, that'd be quite, quite amazing <laughs> to see. 
as long as the cameraman's not there, not seeing somebody get kidnapped, that would be awful. <laughs> no, no, that would be yeah, pretty bad. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> <laughs> How about for you? Well, I saw uh, this was in Japan. Um, I was walking up. I was walking home from the train station one afternoon, and it was a very long straight road. And as I was walking up, there was a man on all fours on the ground and his head was like really close to the ground probably i would say sort of 15 or 20 centimeters off the ground as i was walking up i was thinking now various things went through my head what what would you (laughs) what would you anticipate he was doing because you won't get what he was doing Uh, what do you think he might have been doing off his head on pcp (laughs) what in japan (laughs) thinks he's a werewolf (laughs) Yeah. No, just just one of the many uh, people with mental health issues in Japan who don't get looked after, who are just left to uh, roam. <laughs> but more social comment from John. Yeah. You can see this podcast is really pulled in two directions: one to the <laughs> one to the light and breezy, and one to the dark and dank world of mental madness. <laughs> I think that's what makes it appealing. <laughs> Oh, was he puking into a gutter? <laughs> no, it was. You see, that's what I assumed he was doing. I assumed it was a drunk man who had been like had a too many at lunchtime and was crawling home. But actually, what he was doing as I got closer, I realised that he was doing a uh, a rubbing of a manhole cover, like a drain cover. Oh right, yeah. yeah. So in Japan, they right. they have like pretty unique drain covers of each different cities have different ones and things. And yeah, and he was down there on his knees, like sketching out or rubbing out this, not rubbing one out, <laughs> rubbing out <laughs> this thing. Yeah. So it was, it wasn't like mega strange, but it certainly wasn't something that I expected. No. Did you uh, talk to him? No, 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 no. I mean, let's be honest, someone who's doing a rubbing of a drain cover is going to be particularly boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about for you? Uh, well... Living in Chigasaki, I remember the first time I saw there was a person walking with a meerkat on a lead. That was quite weird. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do know. There was another friend in Tokyo who um, she used to talk about how she saw a guy with a croc on a lead, like the croc trainer shoe. Um, oh, right. He, just, he used to walk around Tokyo with that on a lead, um, which is right. quite bizarre. I think we're going uh, down the uh, mental health alley you mentioned before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last summer, me and uh, my brother and my friend, we took uh, the kids for a big walk around uh, a big reservoir. And when we got there, there was a guy like in a high, high-vis jacket. And he said, oh, you know, you need to be careful around there. Um, and the kids weren't stood next to us when he was talking to them. Oh, what's going on? He said, oh, they're, they're um, setting up because tomorrow they're going to be filming like a big sci-fi show. So round there, um, up the hill and round the thing, there's a big spaceship that's kind of covered so oh, um, wow. we didn't tell the kids and we kind of walked around and then you know it's added like a sort of tarpaulin on it and it was a it looked a bit like a not an x-wing but that kind of sort of futuristic spaceship and we were like yeah, oh, yeah. what's this <laughs> um, but also half like all the way up that sort of thing they put these huge boulders that look like boulders but were actually polystyrene so um I pretended to headbutt one, <laughs> and much to the uh, sort of psychological trauma of the kids. I went, ah! <laughs> but yeah, seeing, a, seeing a, a, a spaceship on a walk was quite weird. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, did have the kids ever found out the truth, or do they just believe that a you're a nutter who headbutts rocks, and no, b well, that aliens exist? No, I think they well do because, like I said, there's quite a lot of these rocks around. So then they started, you know, trying to knock on which rocks could you knock on and which ones were real and which ones were fake. You, of course, you've got to be slightly careful when headbutting fake boulders because. If your children see you, they might run and headbutt a real one and yeah. do some serious damage. <laughs> well, my I, I was just with my daughter, whereas my nephew, I think he's more likely to uh, headbutt a wall. <laughs> <laughs> although, let let's all be honest. Let's well, let's be honest as parents because although we don't like to see our kids hurt, when they get a little injury and it shuts them up for a little while, it is quite good. <laughs> No, oh, mine just whines. If she yesterday I said, "Oh, do you want to grate the cheese for the pasta that we're having?" She's like, "Well, no. Last time I grated cheese, I grated a bit of my finger, and it hurt for weeks." And I was like, "Yeah, I do remember that because you didn't shut the fuck up for weeks." <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even like if you've ever grated your skin, you know, and you actually get down to blood. It wasn't even that. It was just a little bit red. So it wasn't like it didn't require a plaster or anything. <laughs> but yeah, she moaned about it for weeks. Good. I'm glad we've got back round to bad mouthing our families. So that's all for today's show. It just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who's involved. Thanks to Matt Perkins for uh, helping out with some voiceovers. And of course, thanks very much to Ruben VM for supplying the musical comedy, the Tokyo 2020. It was a great song. And Ruben, I think compared to the athletes and compared to all the organisers, your woe at having that song ripped from the public domain is probably the most upsetting part of this whole COVID-19 problem. And so uh, for next episode's burning question, because this is summer holiday, so uh, get in touch. Sounds like a good one. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's all. All right. Catch, Catch you later. later. It is time to go, that's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy, not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favourite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family. Or even the people you married. You should join in. Answer the burning question Send a new story Preferably something we can find about We're on the social media sites Facebook and Twitter day and night It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com And if you do this then maybe Just maybe Sam will put his clothes back on
John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.